Ladies and gentlemen, I'm full of optimism. Einstein's theory of relativity. We're still seeing it quite well through that haze. The fight is growing. E equals MC. That all men are created About the future innovation. And growing strength in the air. This is Finding Your Frequency with your hosts, Jeff Spinard and Ryan Treasure. It's time to speak up, share your voice, and hear from the thought leaders. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Finding Your Frequency right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. We're always just having fun in the studio, trying to bring you guys some really cool content, some stuff to think about, uh, and great guests that are doing great things, and finding out how those folks have found their frequency. You know, I find myself a lot of times on LinkedIn and social media sites and, you know, trying to connect with other entrepreneurs or business owners, thought leaders in, in, in multiple spaces because we do radio. And, and I always want to connect with people. I, I, I try to go to networking events and meet people. And I always find a challenge where the networking components that we go to always tend to kind of be clicky and niche where um, one networking group always has the same people there all the time. And then you go to the next one and you meet new people and you go to the second and the third event and it's still the same people there all the time. And it's very difficult to really decide where you want to put your bandwidth when you're when you're navigating that space. Uh, and so I wanted to talk about that and bring on our guest uh, Kim Marie. Kim is the owner of a really cool company and she's going to tell a story about how uh, Latip launched and all the different things and how she got involved with them, uh, and and we'll talk about it. So, Kim, welcome to the show. How are you? I'm good. Thank you. Thanks for having me today. Yeah, so um, let's kind of just take it back a little bit, right? Um, I know that uh, you have a background in banking, and uh, then you kind of moved through and, and did the Latip thing and then ended up owning the place, which is which is really cool, um, and, and I want to hear that story. So let's kind of just start from the beginning. You know, you, you, you started off as a banker. How did you transition from banking, find your frequency, and move into your current venture? Well, I was a business development officer for my bank. I'd been through several mergers. I'd helped buy um, branches. I helped decide if people stayed or went. And banking was getting old. I was married for 30 years and suddenly divorced. And I joined LATIP two years prior. 1998, I became involved. So this year is 20 years being part of LATIP. It was a networking organization. And my bank said, we don't need another Rotarian, so go try (laughs) something new. My uh, business attorney in, in the chapter at the time was a friend of mine, and he asked me every week for six months, and I never attended. But it was always about him, what was going on with him, who was there, didn't interest me. The auto repair guy was in the chapter, and I went to have the oil changed in my car, and he comes running outside, and he says, Kim Marie, you're the new banker in town, right? And I said, yes. He said, I belong to a professional group, and we'd love to put dollars in your pocket. Would you like to see how? <laughs> no brainer, no right? No brainer, yeah. <laughs> so I joined the same day that I went. The very next day I attended, I put in my application. That's another long story, but I was there for two years, and I was doing really well. The first seven months, I was almost fired seven times, and I almost quit seven times, Latip and my job. (laughs) 
So I said, you know what, I'm not a quitter. i got to figure out what's going on here. So I started really reading everything I could get my hands on. There was not another group around us for a 300-square-mile radius. So I couldn't go visit and find out what it was, but I could read. And I picked up the phone and I called people, and I really started Mm -hmm. to learn quickly how to make this work. I was a commissioned banker, and I made $50,000 in five months on a 2% commission from the people in the group. That wow. didn't include my salary or other outside That's commission. That's not too bad. No. <laughs> Second year was 130 So the owner came to me and started bugging me to go to work for him. <laughs> and I kept telling his office manager no because he'd want me for an interview Monday through Thursday. I have integrity. I'm not going to tell my boss I'm going to look for another job. Right. So I finally, he died, um, the, the owner, on the golf course. And they came out and defibrillated him and brought him back. He came in and fired the office manager and called me and said, hey, why aren't you coming in for an interview? I explained. The next day, I had an overnight ticket in my hand to attend, uh, meet him in San Diego on Sunday. Got on the plane, went down to meet him, was very interested in the job, even though I wasn't really looking for a job. I just loved what he presented as the vision of the company. 45 minutes later, he offered me the position, and I told him that there were conditions and he said, excuse me? I said, well, if you want to work with me, then you have to meet these conditions. Right. we got to set some we, – we, Harry and I, we did a show just about some of those things. So we talked about you know, setting those personal space boundaries and, 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 and having boundaries in business and making sure that you're upfront about those so that way you can you, you know, all move those relationships on properly so you're not trying to deal with that stuff on the fly. <laughs> Absolutely. So I asked him why he wasn't hiring me as his company president. He was without one at the time. He laughed. He said, you don't know anything about LaTip. I said, I've been a member two years. What is there to know? He was totally right. Um, but I told him that I would take the position of regional director in, in Arizona. He, he relocated me here. But I told him, that I'm only taking the job if you understand that I am going to own, um, be your company president in five years, and I'm going to own your business after that. Are you good? He laughed. <laughs> Four and a half years later, I became the company president. That was 2005. I relocated back to San Diego for three years. And in 2008, I was tired of San Diego. So I (laughs) bought the company from him and I relocated world headquarters here in Mesa, Arizona. And the rest is history. That's awesome. Awesome. You know, that's funny. We have a uh, an interesting kind of synergy. So this year, Voice America is 20 years old. Um, we, we launched online in 1999. So, um, you know, big, uh, big for us because in 1999, you had the dot-com boom and the bomb that kind of happened a couple of years after that. And we survived all of that. And here we are still today. Um, and it's kind of funny. I remember uh, Steve Jobs when he came out with, um, you know, the pod devices and iTunes and some of that. And he said, wow, well, able to listen to these things called podcasts. If you go to the iTunes store, there's 3,000 of them, and now there's 780,000 podcasts. And, you know, our industry, and I'm sure as yours also, has just um, exponentially grown. Like, when we first started in 99, and we're doing internet radio, like, people understood radio. They didn't understand MP3 files on demand, right? And the word podcast didn't exist. And so we didn't even get any notoriety of who we were or what we did until, like, 2007. We were in San Diego at the time too. We were publicly traded. Um, 
And we went through a process where in 2009, the the uh, iRadio president was like, I'm done with all this madness of, you know, uh, securities and exchange commission and minutes and board of directors and all the things that you have to have to be public. And so um, he did kind of that. He's like, I've been here for, you know, all these years. I don't even own the company that I founded and bought out the Internet radio division. And so he, we've been operating now for the last, um, you know, almost 10 years um, underneath that auspice. So it's just kind of crazy how the synergy happened, you know, where we're all 20 years and all that. So that's just a wonderful story. Wonderful. I'm really lucky because I've been there <laughs> half as long as the company. It's 41 years old. Wow. Yeah. So we were the first. We are the gold standard in the industry for networking. There was no other professional networking organization out there that was nationwide. So you, you probably know a lot of the local networking groups then too, right? Keeping track of your competition. Absolutely. Yeah. So we um, we go to quite a few events um, with uh, um, a newer networking group called uh, Network Together, um, which is they have a couple of different chapters. They've been they've been pretty cool. So, and, and that's what I wanted to talk about, right? Because I think in the beginning when, when I started the show, it was uh, under the auspice and question of, right, when you connect with people and you're doing networking and you're, you have all these different ways of networking, whether it's, you know, like LinkedIn or in person. And I, I as you say, as you say uh, rather enjoy the in person because um, I like to look at somebody in the eyes. I like to make jokes. I like to see them laugh. I like to interact with somebody. And um, context gets lost in text, right? And so I really like that face to face component. So, how do you guys how do you guys give your members like a different approach to the networking that allows them to not have that problem like I said earlier where you just keep finding yourself around the same people all the time well, I don't know that we've fixed the problem. We're probably <laughs> the ones that created that method or that structure. We do meet once a week for an hour and a half, and we build solid relationships. Mm-hmm. It becomes a family. You now, we tell people there are five reasons to join. One, it's dollars in your pocket. If you're here for any other reason, it's the wrong reason. We've got to grow your business. Yeah. Two, you become a better public speaker. Most people are never in front of anyone to learn how to speak. True. The third reason is loyalty, doing business with each other, passing that around the country, not just keeping it within. The fourth reason is you become a referral source for your clientele. When you know a lot of people and you share that with other people, they're going to come back to you often because they trust you, like you, and they're going to like the people in your group. The fifth reason is psychic income, just the warm feeling you get for helping somebody else grow their business. We have a set structure that really works. They do meet for an hour and a half each week, but it's on a quarterly program. So every week is different. When you come in and you say the same people are there, it might be that you're not building the relationship because as they start speaking and sharing, showboating like a trade show display so you can visually see their their business, Mm -hmm. they greet you, um, then they speak once every so often, Uh, they get a 10-minute speech. It's practice in honing what your business is all about and how you present to the world. That's not getting old, but we also have Latip Wired. No other organization has ever connected all of their members so that they have a private network just of themselves. Mm-hmm. Attorneys came to me to about 10 years ago and said, we don't have a national organization where we can connect. How could we connect through you? All of our people now can connect with each other, telephone, phone number, email, private messaging through our portal called Latip Wired. What's really cool about it is when you put your picture and your profile and a 30-second video on that, it ports over to latip.com where the world can find you. My whole goal is mm-hmm. to give people business from the outside that they can't normally get in a chapter as much. Right. So if you've heard of Angie's List, oh, yeah. Angie, watch out. I'm after you <laughs> because you're good there because you pay more money to be rated. Our members are vetted. 
So they follow our core values. Angie's List spends a ton of money on pay-per-click advertising. Absolutely. It's, it's, it's insane. So what, if you knew that I knew a lot of people that were really quality, and I told you, hey, you need an attorney, go here and find one. You go, you see their picture, their profile, a right. video. Wouldn't you want to use Yeah, them? like if you need to do a radio show or a podcast to get your message out there, you would call Voice America. Absolutely. You know, that's, what, that's what we do. So, we'll so have we to, haven't we'll, changed it. We'll, we'll have just, to figure out how, do we can, how we can all work together then. This is interesting because, you know, we have a stable of uh, uh, of really high profile professionals um, that could probably use the service of being you know in networking with with the tip with other ones and I think it would also probably be a great resource for um, you know finding guests for radio shows as well too you know I think that would be interesting so something for us to explore I think maybe uh, off air but I, I want you to know that I'm trying to help and bring more all the time because I really believe in small business it's the backbone of America and without it we change <laughs> so I'm I'm really working hard to keep that. I became a certified licensed bank trainer. Most of the time when we're talking to each other, we can't understand where you're coming from. So if I, I'm an action person, that means that I think quick, I make quick decisions. They're not always great decisions, but that's who I am. I like nice things. Um, I wear jewelry. That's just my personality. Mm-hmm. I love to have fun. So it's important when I'm talking to my son, who's a knowledge, that's the K in bank, he takes a long time. He wants to be an expert at everything. He's going to read every line. He's going to know it immediately. So he thinks action people are off the wall. (laughs) I became certified so I could work with people to teach them how to be respectful for each kind and understand their own. So when they're presenting, they have to present in a way, let's say he's a nurturer. I don't know anything about him. I would think he's a knowledge because of his age and being in this business. But if you're talking to him and you're talking in a knowledge language, all of a sudden he says, she's not so bad. She's an old lady, but she's not so bad. She's got some things going on. So I think we really have to learn how to be more respectful to each other mm-hmm. and understand how we give business. Yeah, I think that's a really good a good auspice because um, you know I've done a bunch of stuff with um, like NLP, and one of the things with NLP too is like, um, which would be similar to like pacing, right? So pacing is understanding the type of person that you're talking to, so that way you can talk to them in the same, you know, in the same manner. Um, yeah, what are you, Harry? Are, we at, are you knowledge? I guess. Oh, I have cards in the car. We're going to check you out when this is done. Oh, yeah, that'd be awesome. I'm totally action. 100% action. I can I can't I can't stop moving, you know, I can't I can't sit still. Um, yeah, my wife totally knowledge, right? <laughs> and I think that's why we get along so well because it's like yin and yang, so it works very well. That's my husband and I complete <laughs> opposites. I'm action nurturing. I do everything because it's a purpose because I want to help and etc. He's blueprint knowledge. So it has to be in order, it has to be tidy. Is it's there like, a such thing as is there a such thing as action blueprint? Yes. So that's probably me, right? Because I'm, I'm not so nurturing, but I'm like, I, I got to go get stuff done, but it has to be all structured, you know, in the way. So that, that's so, interesting. So bringing it back yeah. to networking, now you see the importance of people understanding. They could take a Briggs-Myers, they could do NLP, but it's very costly. It takes a lot of time. Yep. With mine, it's a 90-second little quiz. You get online, you take it very fast. Um, I'll encourage even your, your listeners to do that. They, you go to I love doing this. mybankcode.com forward slash LATIP, L-E-T-I-P. What happens is you get six pages of information about the organization and then six pages um, on a report about your personality. All right, let's say that uh, URL for the audience again. Would be www.mybankcode.com forward slash LATIP, L-E-T-I-P. Otherwise, they charge you for it. 
That's mybankcode.com forward slash Latip, L-E-T-I-P. So for those of you who are tuning in, Harry's uh, uh, associate producer of the show has been helping out here during the summer. Uh, getting, actually, he's going back to school on August 15th. I'm going to miss him. Uh, you know, he's been a great help for the summer booking guests and such. All right, so here we are. Crack your personality code in 90 seconds or less. All right, step number one, we've got to read the cards. So walk me through that. You, you read the values on the back of the cards, and okay. you place the card that has the most value on the top. Mm-hmm. You put it in the in the left-hand position. The second uh, most important, the third, and then the last one that is nothing like you. All right, so let's go through this. So blueprint is stability, structure, systems, planning, process, predictability, responsibility, duty, roles, credentials, titles, tradition. All right, and then uh, we have action, which is freedom, flexibility, spontaneity, action, opportunity, excitement, attention, stimulation, uh, competition, winning, fun, image, uh, values, relationships, authenticity, personal growth, significance, teamwork, involvement, community, charity, ethics, harmony, morality, contribution, and then values, which is learning, intelligence, logic, self-mastery, technology, uh, research and development, science, universal truths, expertise, competence, accuracy, and the big picture. It's really interesting in business when people can come in, a boss can do this, and you understand where he's coming from. If he's opposite from you, you're probably not getting along. You already said that your blueprint for your number two, he's blueprint number one. Of course you're going to get along. Right. Yeah, I was going to say on mine, I'm probably like um, blueprint action and the green one with technology, right? And then probably nurturing is probably on the far end of my scale. Which is fine, but you will be nurturing sometime. It's not your strongest suit. And on your third color, it's what you go to with you when you have stress. So I'm action, nurture, and then blueprint. When I get upset, I go in and I straighten everything. I put everything away where it needs to be. That's my blueprint coming out. And it only comes out when I'm really stressed about something. Yeah, see, and I like, I'll, I'll like sequester myself away and start reading or going on the line and like learning stuff. You know, it's kind of how I deal with stress. So that's what I'm bringing to networking that most people don't have that's because awesome. it doesn't cost much. It's, you know, or if anything, when you get to understand what it is, you start speaking respectfully. So we wear name badges and they have little dots on there t- so you know immediately what the color of someone is. I encourage people to really look into this. Call me. You can put my phone number on there. It's all about understanding how to speak respectfully to people and you get 10 times more. Right. You know, let's address one thing in in networking that, you know, I've specifically found. Um, You know, sometimes when doing networking, right, you say, like, the number one reason is you want to put money in your pocket, right? And so that means I have products, goods, and services as a person at this networking event or uh, part of a networking group. And so ultimately, yes, I want to connect with all of these folks because I I would love for them to be customers of mine. Um, Secondarily... Um, there may be some services that they provide that could reduce overhead or such for my business. Um, and so what I've found sometimes is 
when, when we've been at events, um, you know, we've been to specific events um, several times and we've done business with other people, but it's, it's never been reciprocated. It's always been like, oh, we want to do something, but, you know, and then it never happens. And then for us, that's when you get to the point where, you know, I, I go, all right, well, I don't want to come to these events anymore. Because I'm not putting money in my pockets. I'm just coming here and giving other people business or in some cases going to um, places and um, getting your clients poached by other people um, is also an issue sometimes in the networking circle. Um, How do you guys manage that aspect of the networking or provide tools to make it to where that isn't such an issue? A lot of times you're going to have that if it's not a structured weekly meeting. When you just go and visit, that's all you get. You go and you visit. So it's really important that you can get into something where you can be there continually. And in our organization, there's no competition. We want just you. You build that relationship. You mentioned that you'd like to go out there and have all of them use your services. Mm -hmm. But better yet, wouldn't you like to tell them who you'd like to be introduced to because you never know who they know? Right. So once they get to know what you do, how you're advertising, works, how it can help promote businesses, they should be wanting to try it themselves, and then they're going to be introducing you to the types of people that you want. It's amazing who to find out who knows whom and yeah. how it can help them. So would it be kind of faux pas for a, like a networking group to be like, oh, hey, I'm going to invite you to become part of our networking group, but oh, hey, um, also bring any of your customers that you want to the networking event also? We invite people to come <laughs> to events, but we don't invite you to bring people to our um, chapter unless it's a power partner. Okay. We want you to invite people who can help you grow. So when we get into a chapter, we, we start with whomever wants to start, but I teach them, go out and find four power partners for yourself, two to give to and two to get from. And when you have those four people in there, now you're seeing business growing. Mm -hmm. A lot of people think that just because they come and I'm in the group and you're in the group and I use your services, you use mine, that my business is growing. No, it's like kissing or swapping spit. We're not (laughs) trading. We're just trading dollars, right? Right. Your business isn't growing and neither is mine. So when you tell me this is who I need and I go out and find you that outside business, which in LATIP we expect to be 80% out side business, then your business starts to grow. Yeah, see, and I and I, I love the way that you frame that. Uh, again, can you tell I've had some bad experiences at networking yes. things? Yeah, some some some. I mean, I wouldn't necessarily say bad, just not the outcome that I expected. You know, you put in this effort and you expect some kind of outcome to be positive that comes out of it, and it wasn't positive or negative. It was just neutral, which to me, you know, as as a business person, neutral is not good enough. No. You know, it's got to be plus or there or, or, or why are we doing it? Absolutely, <laughs> and it has to feel right. There are a lot of chapters out there. We have hundreds of them and thousands of members. You walk into a chapter that is clicky, closed off, doesn't make you feel welcome. Who would want to join? We're all about the family atmosphere. Come in. We're all going to greet you. We want to get to know you. That's really the best way to do it. So um, how does one go about uh, becoming a member of LATIP? Where do we find out about the information and companies and all that stuff? Where do we, where do we go? Well, here in Arizona, mm-hmm. you would go to latip.com. That's our portal for anybody in the world to look at. You can pull up a chapter name or Arizona and all the little flags where we have chapters would be there. How many members do you have in Arizona? N- not enough. 
Okay. About a, almost 200. Okay. But we'd, we had 800 at one time, and I took off and became the president of the company, and things just changed. You had to go deal with June Gloom in San Diego. <laughs> oh, it is. I hated living there, I have to tell you. Three years, I hated it. Yeah, we lived over there for a little while, too. And uh, I'm from Phoenix, so um, it was cool that the beach was there and all that, but I'm like, I can't, I can't even put up with that. The beach is not cool enough f- for me to deal with a whole month of gloominess. Absolutely. <laughs> We're on the same page with that one. Plus, the pricing is ridiculous. Ridiculous. Uh, I love Arizona. I'll never go back to California. I'm a native of San Francisco Bay Area. I lived in the fourth house from the top on Lombard Street. Oh, love it. Love and it. then my parents moved me to the Central Valley where I finished school. Okay. Um, farming community. I actually spoke fluent Armenian and Japanese growing up. Awesome. So yeah. I can't I, do it anymore. You know, I really like that part of uh, California. I'd like to go visit and to go hang out. Um, our chief technology officer is in San Francisco. Um, and then I had always told myself, I can't, there's a, I can't I can't remember the town. It's just over the the bridge, um, and it's kind of like a horse property community. Martinez, right? So I had always told my wife, like if we if we hit the lottery, right, <laughs> and you and, and we can just go do whatever we want. I was like, I want to get a house on, in Martinez, you know, because it's close to the water. You can still have a boat and all that fun stuff. I want to be in Santa Cruz, <laughs> no, Felton area. That's nice. Redwoods, too. and then run down to the <laughs> beach, right? Yeah, I have a really good friend of mine who lives um, up north in Eureka, California, and um, he lives right on the coast in a place called Salmon Wharf. Mm -hmm. And so when you walk out on his balcony, it's literally on the beach. And so that one is also up there in my book. And that one, yeah, if you go a little bit uh, east from the coast there, then, yeah, you end up with, uh, you know, Fern Gully and the whole uh, Redwood Forest and all that. It's a beautiful area. So understand, as a banker, I watch numbers, right? Mm -hmm. In 2008, I bought the company in January, and you know we hit bottom in June. Mm -hmm. It was tough. We lost a lot of small businesses at that time. I bought my house in um, July of 2008, just before the housing portion went wonky. Yeah. I I bought the house, and I think... Two months later, in August or September, I looked at Zillow, mm-hmm. and I was like, "What? What is? What is going on here?" And my house was worth like fifty thousand bucks. Yeah, it was. That was scary. It was. So yeah, and that was part of why I'm really passionate about it. People say, "Why did you buy the company? Who are you to buy the company?" Because it wasn't cheap. But I got the the owner to actually carry the papers, and I said, I'm going to do this to give it back to the members to help small business. So when this happens again, and you know it's coming, mm-hmm. uh, not do- gloom and June, June and gloom, whatever, <laughs> not gloom and doom, but it's going to come. And when we hit the wall, I think the people that will be remaining, st- you know, remaining in business are those who are connected. So the big purpose that I have is to connect small business everywhere. And that's really important, too, to governments, to the federal government, to the state government, when we can sit down and say, look, this is the economic impact we've had on this area. Now they start paying attention. And maybe they're starting to give us tax breaks, things that will Mm -hmm. help. So it's really all about small business. The unfortunate part is a lot of people like you have had a bad experience. They come in, they don't know how to do it. So I do training. I'm a corporate trainer from way back. I do the training myself for our new members four times a month that teaches them in the first 60 days how to really get in and make it work for them. So they're making money right away. You don't go in and expect to take it. You have to give before it happens. But there are ways to do it so that people will give to you give back to you or introduce mm-hmm. you to people you want to be introduced to, et cetera, much quicker. 
Yeah, that was one of the things I did like about going to some of the networking things is I've been on a couple of different panels, you know, in front of other networkers. Um, and it is kind of fun. And I felt like, you know, that was my give back was being on the panel, being able to have allow them to because there's a lot of stuff in our business where, you know, I don't talk about certain things because I can't I'm not going to give you our secret sauce. Right. But at the same time, I want to be able to gift you enough knowledge that you can still be happy with the answer that I'm giving you, but not giving you the secret sauce. Um, and so that's like the most challenging thing with media because everybody thinks, oh, well, I can just do a podcast on my own and it's no big deal. And, and, and they, don't, they don't realize that it's one thing to do a podcast as a hobby or a radio show as a hobby. It's a whole other animal to do it. And um, like if you're an author or if you're a speaker and you need to sell more books or you need to get more speaking engagements and you know people don't realize like the effort that goes into the other components. It's not just like what we're doing right now. Like we're having this interview. That's only the only, that's just the part that the listeners hear and they see, right? And I think networking is like that too. It's not just the, you know, you go to the events. There's a lot of legwork, a lot of different things that you have to put in. Um, and I think that's part of what scares people off about both sides of it is, um, you know, just knowing, oh, there's more work I have to do. Um, and so being able to outline what that is in a manner that's palatable for somebody is probably for, for our, our industry and yours, probably the hardest thing to get people to digest. Absolutely. You know, it's network for a reason. We don't call it net play, but most people don't know how to make it work. They come in, they want to throw up all over you with the information that they have and expect everything to fall in their lap. That was me for seven months. So I almost got fired seven times. I almost quit seven times. Um, But I finally figured it out. And when I did, I thought this was really an unusual organization. I hadn't seen anything like it. We have competition out there. Um, there are a couple companies that are a lot of smaller little groups that have taken our model and used it. Mm-hmm. It's illegal. It's immoral. It's wrong. Do I sue them and go after them? No, because for me, it's all about people being together to make this work. So we're a really generous company. We're not out there to hurt anybody. We really want them to grow. We want their business to be um, what they want it to be. And we want to be all over the U.S. We want to be in all 50 states eventually, even though they think they don't need us, we go according to population, and yeah. sometimes that's difficult. So we started a group in South Dakota. It lasted two years and then kind of melted away. It wasn't that they didn't need us. It's the leadership at the top. Unfortunately, we don't have the leaders sometimes that we need. So if you walk in and it doesn't feel good, you're not coming back and you're not staying. It's all about building that credibility with each other and having integrity to take care of your client because it's your my reputation on the line or yours. Right. If you're giving me business, it's mm-hmm. your reputation, not mine. I yeah, could mess absolutely. it up, but um, <laughs> you're going to come back and say, I'm not giving you business again. Yeah. So it's really understanding that and trusting the people that you work with. Well, Kim, thank you so much for coming on and talking to us about Latip and telling us the story of how you ended up purchasing the company. That's just really cool. Uh, I definitely love hearing, you know, um, those frequency stories because, you know, you had a mission in mind from the get-go and, you know, you followed that frequency, your passion. And, you know, one of the things that's in our promo is, you know, uh, step outside of uh, stepping outside of your uh, comfort zone and, and uh, uh, summoning the intestinal fortitude to get out there and do something different, try, you know, and 
and I think that's what you've done, and I appreciate you jumping on the show and telling us your story. Thank you so much. You guys go to latip.com, L-E-T-I-P.com. Find out more about how uh, their networking services can help you. They have a cool spot, too, latip.com, find member, and, of course, check out their new exclusive online portal uh, that is available as of July 22nd, and so go check that out. Uh, Kim, thank you again. You guys are tuned in to Finding Your Frequency. Thanks again. Tune in every Friday, 12 noon, and if you're listening on your favorite podcatcher app, whatever it is, make sure you to rate us five stars because five stars are better than four, and, of course, leave us a review, and you can always send uh, information to the station, info at voiceamerica.com. You know, let us know if you have some ideas or uh, things that you'd like to, us to talk about and want to remind you guys to go listen to Technology Revolution, the Future of Now special episode uh, airing on 731, the future of podcast and broadcast. Got a really cool panel. I'm going to be on that panel with senior executive producer Randall Libero. We're bringing on Bonnie D. Graham. She is the host of all things for SAP, the largest software company in America, actually in the world. Valuation, $436 billion company. Um, so she'll be running the show. We'll be on the panel. And then we're bringing in none other than Rob Greenlee, the vice president of content from Liberated Syndication, Libsyn, the largest podcast distributor in the world. So that'll be a great show uh, that'll be available live uh, on our business channel, 8 a.m. on uh, July 31st, and then available by podcast after that. So you guys definitely have to check that out. So stay tuned for right here, Finding Your Frequency, VoiceAmerica.com, the leader in live internet talk radio.